The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. She is Jane Slater from the NFL Network. Cowboy season has been over for more than a week now, yet they still dominate the news cycle. And one of the great things about having you on with us every week, Jane, especially on a day like today, you cover the Cowboys for NFL Network, but also the New Orleans Saints. You were just in New Orleans last week talking with Gail Benson. Did you get any any indication uh, while you were down there that uh, Sean Payton was going to do what he did yesterday? Okay, it's always funny how some of these things happen, right? So when we were down there, and you don't want to jump to conclusions, but I had heard rumblings that Sean was done in New Orleans. In other words, he wanted to be done after the no call, and it was emotional, right? That was, you know, the the Rams game in the playoffs. I was there for that one. It was tough. And then some of these exits in the last couple of years, it just felt every time he'd try to reboot himself, it got harder and harder. And I think ultimately for Sean, he felt like, you know, after over a decade there, he sort of reached his ceiling. And given the cap situation they were in, you know, you're having to reboot and ultimately find another quarterback. You don't know how long guys like Cam Jordan are going to stick around. Uh, you know, we're still waiting to see what Michael Thomas's situation is going to be next year. And ultimately, his goal has always been to be the head coach that wins a Super Bowl with two different teams. There's never been one to do that. And you also have to look at Sean. His mentors in the business are guys like John Gruden and Bill Parcells. And so look to where those guys went, right? Raiders, Cowboys. And so while I'm down there with Gail, um, there were, I didn't know who she was necessarily talking about, but there was frustration that she couldn't get a hold of somebody and that they were MIA. And as we did this overreaching conversation just about work and employees in general, going back to when she was in interior design, she had said to me, if people want to go, you've got to let them so that you can allow the people who want to be in your life to be there. And I don't know if she was alluding to this situation or not, Jason, but it was just all very interesting to me. And then I learned that Sean and Gail had had a conversation prior to my arrival there. And he was in Cabo taking a beat and she wanted him to really think about this. And he had even said yesterday, she had said, come back for training camp. But we all know when you're a head coach in the league, you've got combine, you've got the draft. There's no taking a break after the season and coming back in training camp. Um, and so his mind was pretty set. And I almost got the sense that she knew where his mind was going as well. And if I had to put money on it, Dennis Allen is the contingency plan. Um, they feel really good about him. And the one thing that I've noticed about that organization is they've had a lot of stability and consistency over the years. Dennis Welch as the president, of course, Mickey Loomis as GM, Greg Benzel, her PR communications guy. Uh, so she's got a really great team around her. And, you know, as I said last week, this is no shrinking violet. This is not a person who's just listening to what others tell her. 
know, she's got a pulse on a lot of these things. At least that was my takeaway. Um, and so I think they all knew that the time was coming. I can tell you that the pro football talk um, article that came out about the trade mm-hmm. in Dallas, I was told that was 100% true. Um, but the people around Mrs. Benson after Tom's death didn't necessarily want, with the Anthony Davis looking to make, you know, uh, an exit out of New Orleans with the no call, they just felt like it was too much. And then ultimately, Sean had a gentleman's agreement uh, that he would sign this next contract slash extension, and then they got it done in September of that year. And so my understanding, all of that was true. Now, are the Cowboys interested in doing a trade right now? I think that's the natural question. Mm-hmm. You know, you've it's almost like the girl that got away. She was getting ready to head to the altar, and then she decided to cancel the wedding. And as a guy, you're out there going, well, I'm kind of dating this girl I sort of like, but the one that got away ended her engagement. Is it fate? I reached out to people in the organization, and while Jerry is still very upset and and more upset than he was after the Garrett lost to the Rams, which is what led to, you know, that trade talk um, back after that game, it's my understanding that Steven and company are ultimately going to talk Jerry off the ledge. Mike and his staff have another year. And I do think that, that with the exception of the Raiders and the Cowboys, Sean, he's jumping without a net. He legitimately does not have another job. I can tell you that. That is a fact. Okay. But I think he sort of needs a year away from the game, too. And if you look at a guy like John Gruden, Gruden was able to sort of art of war this thing. Uh, You get a different perspective when you're scouting teams as part of the production crew, right? You're getting intimate knowledge of the plays, you're studying film, you're hyper-focused on a lot of these games. And if Sean was to cover the NFC, uh, what better place for him to go than Fox? Fox has all the NFC games. And so Jay Glazer is his best friend over there. I just think it would be very interesting if one of those moves came to fruition um, and, and Sean had sort of intimated in his press conference, you know, I think I'd do pretty good at that, but it's my understanding that no media group has necessarily offered him a deal. I'm sure some stuff's going to come up with Super Bowl, and you'll see him on a couple of things, but um, I think that that's his path right now. And if you think about it, it does sort of allow Jerry to further evaluate uh, where things are with Mike McCarthy, give this, you know, otherwise he's got, you know, he said us 29 coaches. Now, of course, a couple of those coaches, we've got some moving parts here in the off season, but that's a lot of coaches that you're paying off, paying out for another year. Uh, so I think everybody's just going to sit tight, but if you're Mike McCarthy, that seat's never been hotter and there's never been a push to win now. And how interesting that Sean was so frustrated that he wanted the Green Bay job and Mike McCarthy got it. He's a little Machiavellian at times. <laughs> he won't say it publicly, but I would think that uh, that's been in his crawl space for years. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's, 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 it makes for interesting off-season headlines, but I can just tell you I've done a lot of my due diligence this week while I'm working on this move, still not in the house. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like there's any movement on this thing just yet. Well, you know, I find it interesting and, and that, you know, you've kind of looked at that, uh, Mike Florio book and that story and all of that because we were talking earlier, Jane, about Jerry Jones. And you know, Jerry Jones as well as anybody. I mean, he kind of likes to have some control over what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. So 
Sean Payton would be a guy that would want that control. So obviously they had some kind of deal worked out there. Do you think, because Jerry wants that Super Bowl, obviously bad, very badly, that he would give Payton the control that he wants? I think there are a few coaches in the league that would get the autonomy that Sean would seek, and that's Bill Belichick and that's Sean Payton. Uh, you know, for a little bit, it felt like they were deferring to Mike McCarthy. In other words, not giving injury reports and, you know, uh, sort of doing things the way Mike did. But I think he's been quick to start to do things his way again. You know, in other words, well, hey, if what you do is better than what I do, all in. But if I don't think that you've got as much control as you say you do of this team, then my hands are back in. And I do think that they value his talent evaluation of players. I mean, this is the same coach that, you know, has famously said to us, you know, he stood on the table and banged his hands for Alvin Kamara. And that really worked out for them. This is the same guy that when he got on the plane, uh, Jerry Jones had come up to him and asked him, you know, do you, do we've got, do we have a quarterback right now? And Sean Payton said, yeah, he's in the building, Tony Romo. And I know that over the years, they've appreciated his insight and, you know, have talked with him. Um, there's some other things that I think could come out over the years, just to sort of this Sean Jerry thing uh, that I don't want to step into right now, but I would just say that Jerry and Steven and that family respect Sean a lot. And one day it could very well happen if the Raiders don't beat him to it. Um, I think that's another team that Sean would be very interested in. And that's another owner, I think, that would let Sean have the autonomy that he seeks. Jane Slater from the NFL Network joining us here on The Blitz. And Jane, as as you say that, I just can't imagine that Jerry would lose out on a second chance at Sean Payton if Florio is accurate and you're confirming it that in 2019 everything was worked out so we can all blame Anthony Davis for making his announcement when he did that guy uh, is keeping Sean from being there. I can't imagine Jerry would, would let the Raiders beat him to the punch no matter what it would ultimately cost him. But at the same time, how does Mike McCarthy coach next year knowing that Sean Payton is waiting. I know you're a UT uh, type like me, and I'm thinking, I don't, if, if I'm Sark, I'm not happy that Gary Patterson is the is in the building. It's like that guy's waiting to take the keys to my office and take my job. Listen, this wasn't exactly the best-kept secret back then. It just hadn't been reported. That's why I was a little shocked when I saw it in Pro Football Focus because it had to be someone that had very intimate knowledge of that situation because – there were a lot of details that I knew about that I was shocked that came, that came to light in the story. Um, but how do we, you know, Jason Garrett coached through that next year, right? Cause they, they mm-hmm. ultimately weren't able to move on with Jason. Uh, what is Mike's other option right now? Is he going to quit? No. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? So if anything, it's sort of a win-win. In other words, the one thing I think that's helped the Dallas Cowboys this year with defense specifically is you brought in talent. There was competition. I think Jerry and Steven like this because it's hyper-motivating for your head football coach. You know, you've got to win now. And not saying that, that Mike doesn't have that uh, 
mentality when he goes to work every day. But I know in my own business, I'm always looking behind me. There's always, you know, a younger, harder working person who's going to, you know, uh, be hungrier than me. And if there's someone behind me, I'm, I'm working even harder. I'm, that's, I'm sure for you guys and anyone listening to this show. And so I think that there, I think there could be some off the side conversations as the months go on. I think uh, there could be this wink, wink as we talk about Jerry, he's really good at that. I just don't see Jerry doing it right now, but I could be wrong. I'm just going on some of the conversations I've had with people. And by the way, I'll be interested to see if Dan Quinn actually gets one of these head coaching jobs, right? He's been on a lot of interviews and no one's pulled the trigger yet. Is there a possibility that if one of the jobs that he really wants isn't out there, that Jerry could offer him more money to stay? So I think there's a lot of moving parts here still. And I, and I get the interest by the media on one of them where we want answers now, but I don't even think the front office has those answers just yet. I just think the next couple of months are going to be very interesting, depending on the talks that, that, as you mentioned, that are going on behind the scenes and, and what is, uh, Sean Payton going to do as a TV network going to approach him? I just think, I mean, right now, everything is just kind of out there. And, and what I love about what we do, you included, Jane, and, and by the way, there's nobody harder working than you are. Okay. So you got nothing to worry about. All right. But I, I just think that, um, you know, it's it's going to be so interesting for us as fans as we watch this and speculate about the behind-the-scenes stuff that you know has to be going on. I mean, this stuff goes on a lot, right? Like, I'm, what were the conversations that were had with Chicago and Seattle that ultimately fell through where Chicago and Russell's agent, even though it's, you know, you technically can't really have those conversations. Uh, we do know that Tom Brady was on his way to New Orleans. That was fact. That was happening. And then Drew Brees decided to stay an extra year. And so all these little things, they don't always get reported, but there's always these conversations I've found covering the league the last six years that when I was working local or, you know, uh, in radio, you weren't exactly privy to, but these things are constantly going on. And if you don't think at Combine, there's going to be more of that chatter in the next couple of weeks after Super Bowl, there's going to be all sorts of chatter. Um, but I do feel like the Cowboys feel like that maybe two years isn't enough to really gauge a guy. I mean, we can all agree that the first year, anything that could go wrong did for Mike. Yep. But this year, I think what's been a hard pill for Jerry to swallow is the fact that you literally got out coached and you had a really good team with a lot of talent. And I think they asked themselves a few questions. One, could Sean Payton have done better with this offense? And more specifically, their very high-priced uh, toy in Dak Prescott. And one of Jerry's biggest regrets over the years has been wasting Tony Romo's time, wasting his youth, wasting his talent. Jerry told you that. I mean, we, we heard mm-hmm. that. I'm not telling you anything that he said to me off the side. I have to wonder if he's thinking that about Dak. But what stood out to me about Steven and Jerry after all of it was saying once again – what they said about Jason and Mike Nolan and Jim Tomsula was we have the personnel. In other words, they feel like their player personnel department has done a great job of assembling the roster. Why aren't they finding somebody to do something with it? Um, and as one, one person that league told me with teams dealing with the cap and how challenging that can be in, you know, this modern era of football, 
the really only advantage that a lot of teams have these days is great coaches. I mean, Andy Reid is a great coach. Um, and so I think that that is what the Cowboys are sort of dealing with here. Now, I would tell you that you know, hiring a guy like Sean Payton certainly energizes your fan base. 1000, the same way that Mike, I think, energized them at first. But I think two seasons where you feel, you know, disappointed or you've come up short, I think that's frustrating for people. But, again, we're still talking about a 12-5 and five season for the Cowboys. I think that's what's maddening. And then I think the other question is, how good can this team be if Dan Quinn's not here next year? And so, again, I think there's so many moving parts right now. And what I appreciate about Jerry is he doesn't make – he might be emotional when he talks about, but he doesn't necessarily make an emotional decision. He does take a few weeks to do that. We've seen that. Like yep. every time my boss is telling me that I'm reporting on Black Monday, I'm like, that's fine, but we're not going to have a hiring. We're not going to have a firing or a hiring today. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, I remember covering the Jason Garrett ordeal and Jason Garrett still walking around the facility with his binder, you know, under his arm as one person described it to me doing exit interviews as if nothing was wrong. Um, and, you know, I just – I care about the people on Mike McCarthy's staff. I've gotten to know a lot of them this year uh, because we really couldn't last year with COVID. And, you know, as we talk about coach firings, you have to think about their families and moving and, and all the things that come with it. So I don't wish that on them. And, you know, I just – I think that they don't wish that on Mike either or the staff. And so I truly believe they're going to give him another year. But – I think there's some people in the building that say even though he's getting another year, they don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to do much with it. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Jane, well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about when we visit next week and then uh, when we're all in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Jane Slater from the NFL Network. Always appreciate the insight. And I can't wait to be moved in this house. <laughs> Good luck with that. Jane Slater from the NFL Network. She's uh, obviously on the network, a bunch of podcasts. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at SlaterNFL.